So if you would, just take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. And since you've been sitting for a while, why don't you all stand together? Let's just read this. I'm not going to be very long, but I, I do want to, to bring it back to really looking at Paul and his mission trip and, and helping you to see how, how important it is that we don't just think of our own country. Uh, think of the world. You know, and, and Greece has more missionaries than, than other countries. And we have to be aware of just how great the need is. Uh, Acts chapter 17, I'm just going to read two verses, verse 16 and 17. It says, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. When he saw the city, and, and read the next few words with me, holy given to idolatry. You can just imagine that, holy given to idolatry. Uh, verse 17, Therefore disputed he in the synagogues of the Jews, and with the devout persons in the market daily uh, with them uh, that met with him. Father, we do thank you so much for your word. Lord, I just pray in the, the short time that you will help me uh, to share those needful things uh, of our life and what we need to look at for uh, missions and we need to look at for uh, those around us, Lord, that we need to work and minister to. Lord, I ask that you would just use me as your instrument. Help me, Lord, to communicate your truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, please be seated. In the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul says, Be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. And so I think when we look at Paul's life and look at some of his missionary journeys, we get a sense for what is it that we should be doing? How is it that we need to minister? And I think what we see with the Apostle Paul is he had some great examples of what we should follow after as far as what he did. And this is just a glimpse of one of the things that he did or one place that he went to. While we see in this, these two verses, we see three things, three behaviors that the Apostle Paul had. First of all, he was waiting. Second thing, he was stirring. And third thing, he was disputing. <clears throat> waiting, stirring, and disputing. Uh, first thing is waiting. Uh, if you look back at verse 16, it says, Now while Paul was waiting, uh, Paul, well, now, I'm sorry, while Paul was, uh, let me draw again. <clears throat> now while Paul waited for them at Athens. Okay. So, Paul waited. And you might think, okay, well, he's just um, standing around, you know, twiddling the thumbs, doing nothing. Uh, Paul's waiting is not idleness at all. Uh, when we took the trip, we had long waits in airports, um, and you have to wait a lot. Uh, and you can't do much, look at people, do some reading, sleep. But when the Apostle Paul waited, he didn't just sit there and do nothing. Uh, and we'll see what he did. Um, the Apostle Paul was not idle. Uh, he was in Athens because of the persecution that took place in Thessalonica and also in Berea. Uh, look with me in verse 1 of chapter 17. It says, Now when they had passed from Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. There was a synagogue of the Jews. And so Paul's doing his second missionary journey. He's, he's coming into the Macedonian region. He's going to uh, Thessalonica. Uh, he's there. His custom was to go to the Jew first, so he'd go to the synagogue and, and meet with the Jews and, and preach to them the gospel. <clears throat> and Paul was communicating with them. And if you look at verse 5, it says, But the Jews which believed not. Now, there's some Jews that, that did believe, some people that accepted the message, but there's some that didn't. It says, But the Jews that believed not, moved with envy, took upon them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company. And all set up the city in an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they were found, when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. These that have turned the world upside down. 
is that what your prayer is? Lord, help me to turn this world upside down. It should be, because that's what we really need to do. Our world is, is a mess. Uh, it needs to go in the direction of the Lord. Um, oh, Lord, let my life make a difference to the people around me. And we don't have to wait till we get into ministry. You can do that right now. Um, let the Lord work through you and, and help you to do what you need to do. Well, because of the persecution that caused uh, Paul to have to leave Macedonia, look at verse 10. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. So Paul gets basically kicked out of the city. He goes to the next one and he continues doing the same thing. He wasn't shaken at all uh, by what happened. He would not quit. Uh, he kept the same pattern of what he would do. Uh, and when he was in Berea, uh, the same thing happened. The, those that were in Thessalonica came uh, to Berea and started some trouble. And verse 13 then says, But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go, as it were, to the sea, but Silas and Timotheus abode there still. So Paul is forced out of two cities. Uh, now he's finally in Athens, and what did he does? Well, the scripture says he waited. What was he waiting for? Well, uh, verse 15 talks about how he was waiting. He, he took those that brought him to Athens and sent them back uh, to Berea uh, to bring uh, Timothy and Silas back to him and to uh, start the work in Athens. <clears throat> but Paul didn't stop there. He didn't wait for them. He kept going. Uh, he started to preach in Athens. And one thing I just want to make sure that you understand is that when, when we have difficulties in ministry, it doesn't mean that God's closing the door. You know, the Apostle Paul was in one city, they, they forced him out to another city, they forced him out of that city, he's in a third city. But he didn't view that, that God was closing the door, he knew that God had a purpose for him being there, uh, and he continued to minister for them. Uh, difficulty does not necessarily signify that God is closing a door. Sometimes God uses difficulties to prepare us for a larger door that he's opened for us. Uh, so we have to recognize that. Um, I can't go into the whole story of uh, Takis. He, he came to America as a young man, uh, found his wife, and, and found salvation, and got burdened for his country and went back to Zacanthos, where he was born. He was supposed to be the next Greek Orthodox priest, and so when he came back to his village, they were all excited that he was going to take the position. He said, no, I, I'm not going to be a priest of the Greek Orthodox Church. I'm going to start a Baptist church. <laughs> and you can just imagine what that did with the townspeople and uh, with his family. Uh, the, the priest of the Greek Orthodox Church got on the radio and said, don't listen to this man, Takis, he's of the devil. And he could have quit, but you know, God slowly opened the door, and it's just amazing what God is doing uh, with Takis and April and their ministry on Zacanthos. Um, they have such a, a wonderful rapport with the people. Um, we had uh, five days of camp. Every single day, one of the hotels would prepare the food, and, and we'd come, go and pick it up, and they would provide the food for the, all the campers. Um, the uh, bakery would take the bread, make it, and bring it to us in the morning for uh, that. And so here you've got people who at one time were probably against him, but now God has given them favor in their eyes. It's amazing what God can do. Uh, we can't let these oppositions stop us. No, our God's a big God. He can do anything as, as He wants to. Um, he didn't even let the barrier of not being able to witness the children. Uh, with the camp, the way he's able to have the camp is that he has the parents sign a waiver saying that they won't sue him uh, for preaching the gospel to their children. Uh, and so they do that, and he hasn't been sued yet, so praise the Lord for that. But, but there's barriers, but God can help us to overcome those barriers as well. And, and I think it's important for us just to recognize um, 
the, the work that God is going to do through us and through you. I'm excited to see uh, you in ministry and, and see what God's going to do, but I'm also excited to see what you do here. And uh, especially when you think about uh, the, uh, the happiness is Sunday. Um, many of you have invited people, and, and just pray for those people that they will uh, come out and get saved as well. But what would cause you to quit? What would cause you to give up? Um, I think we sometimes have to look at that and see when the, tough gets, when the going gets tough, uh, sometimes the tough run away, but it's the power of God that can help us to press on and continue in the way that God wants us to do. So when Paul was idle, <clears throat> or when Paul was waiting, he wasn't idle. Uh, he was busy working. Uh, second thing we see in verse, seven, uh, verse 16 is that now Paul waited in Athens. His spirit was stirred. So as Paul's waiting for his companions to come, he's, he's <clears throat> being stirred. Uh, and is being stirred by what he saw, the city wholly given over to idolatry. Now you have to understand that Athens was the, the center of the Hellenistic culture. Um, <clears throat> it was the, the heyday of uh, Athens at that time. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, all were there. These great men of wisdom taught there, Epicurus and others. Uh, in Athens, they had the, the wisdom, but it was the wisdom of the world. And you can just imagine the Apostle Paul on these missionary journeys saying, I'm coming to this great city that has all these wise people. <clears throat> what do I have to offer them? Uh, the Word of God. Uh, the wisdom from above, not the wisdom from the earth. Um, just listen to me as I read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I always like that, the foolishness of preaching. You know, God can use anything and anybody uh, to get the message out. We just have to be willing. And I think we have to recognize that it's not just uh, right around us, but we've got a whole world that needs reaching. Where is it that God wants you to go? Uh, where is it that you can take the message? And one thing, we don't have to fear the message. We have the wonderful, greatest message in the world to share with people that, that God loves them. Sent his son to die on the cross that, that, we could have a, that we could have salvation and have a relationship back with God. What an incredible thing uh, that God has done to, to use us, the, the foolishness of preaching, to confound the wise and help them to see the truth. Sometimes I think as Paul, his heart was stirred by what he saw around us. Are we paying attention to uh, the things around us? Uh, whether you're at work or you're out in the community or whether you go back home in the summertime, are you looking to see what's around? Um, missions conference is coming up. I just encourage you to, to listen to the missionaries uh, as you heard the students and their testimonies. Uh, listen to what they have to say. What is God telling you to do? What is God calling you to do? Where does he want you to go? Um, don't let fear uh, keep you from fulfilling the, the will of God for your life. Uh, because if, if God wants you someplace, he'll make a way. Uh, Takis went back to a country that was uh, so hostile to the gospel. But God made it such a way that uh, they accept him and, and, <clears throat> and help him in his ministry, which I don't think they even realize what they're doing, but praise God they're doing it. Uh, and he's had so many opportunities to, to share the gospel and reach so many people on that island. Um, we can uh, understand that because God stirred his heart for his homeland. <clears throat> Where is God stirring your heart? What area are you uh, seeing that, that God's trying to touch your heart that you need to uh, think about? What are the needs around you? Um, who is it that you need to share Christ with? 
Um, and a mission trip can really help you to see the world, uh, not just for the enjoyment of it, but to see the need that's out there. Uh, it's incredible when you go outside the borders of this country uh, to see places that are, are greatly in need. Um, I was talking to Dr. Godfrey this morning, and he was saying Canada is a, a, a very, very needy area as well. It's just the northern border of this country. You know, and there's so many places that, that we need to go. And so I think we all need to think about where does God want us? It may be in this country, but it may be someplace else. You know, I know God has me here for a reason, um, and <clears throat> I know that He has given me a burden for the world. Um, and I think we have to look at it from the standpoint that God needs to direct us, and we have to say, Lord, wherever you send me, I will go. Um, not to hold back, not to uh, say, well, I'll go here, but I won't go here. Uh, wherever God will send us. And look around you. Listen, let God stir your heart uh, for a people uh, that you can reach. The third thing we see the Apostle Paul did, he waited, but his waiting was not idle. Uh, his heart was stirred by what he saw, so I think we have to be observant to that which is around us. But that stirring of his heart led to an action. It wasn't just, well, I, I feel bad for these people that don't know the Lord. No, it stirred him to action. And what he did in verse 17 is, therefore, disputed he in the synagogues. Uh, he started preaching. He started talking to people about the Lord. Um, and with the devout persons and in the markets uh, with them that met with him. Uh, Paul went all over uh, to preach the gospel to these people and, and help them to see the, the need for the gospel that they had. Um, Paul <clears throat> was waiting, uh, but it wasn't really until uh, Acts chapter 17, uh, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 18, that um, Silas and Timothy come and meet him. So he was waiting, but he was busy. And he sure did a lot when he was waiting, uh, as we can see from the text. Um, he could have felt insecure or he could have felt uh, bad about uh, who he was and the message, but he knew that he had the truth. He had the Word of God. The foolishness of, of preaching is something that's amazing what God can do through each one of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 says, But we preach Christ crucified. Stumbling block unto the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks, but unto them which are being called, both Jews and Greeks, it's the power of God and the wisdom of God. So as Paul's in this area of, of high culture and high wisdom, he just goes out and shares the gospel and knows that he has the truth. And what's interesting is... As you read his message uh, to the Athenians uh, as he's on Mars Hill, uh, he's simply sharing about God. And, and just look with me for just a moment, Acts chapter 17, starting with verse 22. It says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hills and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive in all these things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with his inscription to the unknown God. Whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Now, just kind of get the picture. He's on Mars Hill. <clears throat> the Parthenon's behind him. Uh, these great edifices of these uh, temples are, are carved out of marvel. And Paul here says uh, that... God of the heaven and earth does not dwell in temples made with hands. In other words, <laughs> my God is greater than that. Verse 25, neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. 
and hath made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain of your poets have said, for we are his offspring. For as much as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stones, graven by art in man's devices. At the time of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof giveth, hath given assurance unto all men that he hath raised him from the dead. Uh, the power of the gospel is incredible. And, and that's the message that we have to take to this world. Uh, and I, I pray that through the testimonies that these students have given, uh, through looking at the word, that, that you'll start to think about where God wants you. But think outside the, the boundaries of just this world. Remember that Paul was waiting, but he wasn't idle. You know, you're here in Bible college, uh, waiting to get into ministry, but uh, don't be idle. Uh, don't just say, well, I'll sit back. You know, maybe you need to pay attention a little bit more in classes. Realize that God is preparing you for uh, a ministry. And something you learn in that class might be essential for you to do that ministry. Paul was stirred by what he saw. Who is around you? Who are the people that, that you need to share Christ with? Is God calling you to another part of the world? The only way you know that is to, to go. <laughs> and one way to see the world is go to, mission, uh, go, go to missions conference or go on a missions trip and let God stir your heart. Paul then disputed with the lost. We have a message of true wisdom uh, the world needs to hear. Will you take the message of the gospel to the world? Will you turn and do your part uh, to turn this world upside down for Christ?